Knock High. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Knock Knock High with the Glockenfleckens. No, I'm not I doing am it. Dr. Glockenflecken. And this is Lady Glockenflecken. <laughs> she just spilled water all over herself. Her shirt is soaking wet and she's trying to dry it off frantically and doesn't want me to record this intro before she does. I don't want to wait that long. It's taking quite a while for her shirt to dry off. And so we're just going to keep going. How are you doing today? I hate you. We have a fantastic episode for you today. Dr. Kimberly Manning, one of our social media favorites. She is on Twitter and uh, is a storyteller. She's also a professor of medicine and the Associate Vice Chair of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Emory Department of Medicine. She is a an education dynamo and uh, is she's uh, just multiple teaching awards. Yeah. Um, and uh, natural educator, absolutely. natural storyteller, just super engaging to listen to. And uh, and she's also got a great podcast as well, which we'll talk about a little bit at the end of the episode. It's called The Human Doctor. Uh, and uh, just talks a lot about humanity in medicine, something that we talk about a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, and so we had a wonderful conversation. But are you are you all set? Are you dry? <laughs> I'm still mad at you. Oh, she she's you know I think it I think it turned out okay. I hope the dog poops <laughs> some more, and you have to clean it up. All right. We if you want to hear more about that, go to the previous <laughs> episode. Um, let's see what's happened recently. How are you doing with threads? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. So far. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's early days as we're recording this, but you know, so far in the beginning it's been pretty positive. They had a, it's like, been a nice place to be. They had like eighty million people sign up for yeah, it. Yeah, I think they like really hit days. on something in terms of, you know, how to how to make that happen. Well, they connected it to Right. Instagram, I think that was kind of right? key. How did it cause I wasn't really on Instagram mm-hmm. when threads came out. Did it was it like a just they just sent out something to every Instagram user to say, hey, just click this button and we'll create your your threads account so. immediately. No, I think I can't remember if it said anything, but I, general, I heard no about it in the news anything. before I heard about it anywhere oh, okay. on Instagram. You know, it's just people were aware. It it's got it's not perfect. It's yeah. uh it's got problems. It feels like very early Twitter. Twitter, yeah. It's like before it's, a lot it of feels features. like a community already, even though it's kind of hard to find people. I hope they fix that That's pretty soon. It, but it, once you do, yeah, then it feels more like that that nice community feel. When I first got on it, it was brand after brand after brand. Yeah. But once you do find the people, and oh, I hope they make it easier to search because yeah. it's not easy to search. But once you find the people, it's it just uh, feels like a happier. It does. People place. are people are nicer over there so far. I mean, just comparing it to just Twitter, I, right. which you know, know kind of a cesspool it, now. I mean, it's always sort of been a cesspool, but there were like pockets of it that were nice, <laughs> and now there's just it's harder to find those. I think my yeah. my problem with Twitter, and I've been on Twitter. That's where I had my audience initially, uh, and so I, yeah, I, I I still have. I'm not leaving Twitter completely. I'm still like. I'll check it like once a day, but um, the the issue is that I, the way the algorithm changed or something, it's just like I'm I'm seeing more stuff I don't like and I don't want to see. Yeah, like I don't see the things that I followed, and then I do see a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't follow and I'm not interested in. So I think it has to do with the verification now, you know? Maybe, yeah, and it's just it just makes it harder to like enjoy it. And I, I want to just have, I want to have fun. I want to like feel good when I'm on a social media platform. Right. And Which is kind of ironic that, you know, we're talking about Twitter 
Yeah. Most people would say you you know Twitter is a place where people are angry and it's a cesspool and all of these things and yet that is true. But there was that little pocket of med Twitter that for the most part was, or for a large part was good for a while. <laughs> was good. Yeah. And you know we met a lot of people through that friends. who are I've got friends on wonderful that. people and yeah. have been fun to interact with and and collaborate with. Well, we'll see. We'll see where um, where Threads goes. I'm, yeah. I'm not giving up on Twitter, though, because um, a lot of you are over there, and I still like you. And so uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to cut off ties with you completely. Yes. Um, but I if will... you do want to find him on Instagram and Threads, it would be at Doc Glock. Doc Glock. Yeah. Yes. Just kind of shortened it. Glock and Fleck is yeah. a little hard for people. Well, and there are some imposter accounts out there that are That's using true. your actual... Name, the way I so. described it on Twitter was like I wasn't I wasn't leaving Twitter. I was just uh, dividing, splitting my social media soul into more Horcruxes. I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. that's so a good just, description. You know, I don't I don't know. Threads may it may collapse under right, the weight of Mark Zuckerberg. I don't love the privacy issues around it. I will say I kind of didn't want to do it, but then once everyone started doing it, I felt like I was going to miss out if I didn't. So. And I think that's, I that's pressured. yeah, you were, you were pressured into yeah. it. Me personally, I'm on so much social media that everybody has my, that info. ultimately that's what I decided is I'm already on Instagram. I'm already on Facebook. I don't have any What's privacy. What's the difference? <laughs> we're, we're already there. Everybody, the, there's probably people watching us right now. No, I mean, don't say that. Oh no. Nobody be watching us. That's really creepy. Except for this video on YouTube. Well, we'd, we'd appreciate that. Yes, That'd but not fun. in person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, should we just get into it now? I feel like we're we've probably yeah, taken. Yeah, well, hey, my shirt's enough. just about dry. It is. It's, uh, there you go. It's time. All right. So <laughs> now that our shirts are dry, let's get into the episode. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, let's talk with uh, Kimberly Manning. This is a good one. Dr. Manning, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you ran across the street from the hospital to, to get right. here to record with us. So uh, right. you must be very physically fit because <laughs> it is July in, or it's, it's, it's summer time yeah. uh, in, I mean, uh, in Atlanta. I mean, low key, you know, I felt like, you know, I was running to meet some famous people and I needed to, you know, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I needed to get over here. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's July. So. Yes. You know, I had to I had to be in clinic with our new interns at Grady. That's right. And I, <laughs> I, I want to say right off the bat here, um, I have to thank you because a couple of years ago I was giving I was preparing to give my first commencement address. Uh-huh. It was at the University of Colorado. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, well, let me just see like what other people have, have what, what, what is a commencement address? Like what, I'm, I just tell jokes. Like, how do I, I have to like be inspiring. Like, what do I do? And so I was like, well, who gave this uh, last time, oh, last God. year in Colorado? And sure enough, Kimberly Manning pops up on my computer screen and uh, I, I watched your commencement address and it was so creative and wonderful. And I was like, well, that's just great. <laughs> This is what I'm supposed to try to do? Like, how is this even possible? So so you gave me a lot of inspiration. So, so I want you to know that um, I watched your commencement address. Um, oh, you did? Even though it was the next year. Yep. And I saw the one at Yale. Because oh. I was preparing to give a commencement address this year. And I was like, okay, let me look for people's commencement addresses. And then yours came up. 
And I was like, dang, <laughs> this funny. is so moving. Such right. good comic timing. Dang. <laughs> We're, so we're learning from each other. We should really just compare are. notes next time. Let's we just, really, let's we just, really yeah. should. We really <laughs> should. We really also, should. it sounds like all of you have imposter syndrome. So. Oh, yeah. I guess that's that's one. Well, remember, <laughs> real imposters don't have imposter syndrome. So that's, that's what I always that's tell myself. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. So so um, the beginning of the medical year, you know, July 1st, you know, just happened not too long ago. And um, and this is a very busy, exciting time in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that just drives me crazy on social media, and I've been wanting to talk about this with you, <laughs> oh, is God. this, it, are, the, are all the jokes, all the things about, oh, July in the hospital, like it's, you know. Don't you have know, surgery in don't, July. Don't come into the hospital in July, which always just really irritates me uh, because it's kind of an overdone joke. It's, I don't even think it's that funny. Yeah. And it's not true. Uh, right. because, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to come to the hospital, uh, with, you know, you having new people with new perspective. And so can you just give us an idea, like, uh, cause you're at a, um, uh, a safety net hospital yep. in Atlanta yep. and, uh, you have a lot of trainees that are coming through there, a lot of students. So just give us an idea of what it's like these first few months of the medical year. Yeah. I, so first of all, I think you're totally right um, that that is a very big misconception. Just imagine um, the most careful that you can possibly be. Uh, <laughs> that's July. Everybody's careful. Right. Um, all of the all of the interns are new. They just finished medical school. They're at this place where they don't actually think they know something yet. So they're triple, quadruple checking everything. And then people don't know them that well yet. So they're triple, quadruple checking mm. everything. The nurses are quintuple checking everything. So, so, so that's the safest time you can come to the hospital is actually July. <laughs> right. What you better watch out for is like November, December. Because people have swaggered in. They think they know everything. They're tired a little bit. They're looking forward to vacation. Gotcha. Um, so I, I actually find it to be a really special time of year because, um, you know, it, it's 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 this like magical time where where you you get to see people become what they're going to become. Hmm. And um, it's always exciting to me when I run into somebody that I remember as an intern and now they're like, you know, a cardiology attending or something like that. I'm like, Hey, I remember when you were in clinic with me and you were asking me questions, like I had to turn your stethoscope around so that you could listen you know, <laughs> to the heart sounds on the right side. Meanwhile, now you are, you are giving me all these recommendations of things I've never even heard of. So I laugh as if I know which side of yeah. the stethoscope to listen to. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, well, how are the, how are the, uh, the, the oral presentations on rounds this time of year? Is it, is it, does rounds, is it a bit of a struggle to get through rounds sometimes like right at the beginning? No, you know what? How I, is it? I think that, um, anything, um, that, that starts off with a good sort of level of expectation where you give people what the, the game plan is, they rise yeah. to it. So on my first day, when I'm on the hospital service, I tell the interns, look, this is what I want to hear. I, I like, I'm, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a. You know, I don't like redundancy and um, and I'm sure anybody who's ever worked with me, they will they will say that I've said this to them. I'm like, this is not your Easter speech. I am not here to <laughs> applaud you and say good job and take your picture. I am here to know what is going on with this human being that you talked to before me. So I am not going to come. I'm actually listening to you because I want to know what's going on, <laughs> not because I'm like trying to like quiz you to see if you found out what I already knew. 
So I I do know that there are attendings out there who have like already seen a patient, reviewed the whole chart, and then they're just standing in front of you, listening to you go through the motions of presenting the patient, even though they already know what they want to do. Mm. I am not that person. I'm a mom who's busy. I ain't got time for all that. Mm-hmm. Like, so <laughs> this is this is the moment where I'm going to find out what's going on. So please give it all you got. This is what I'd like to know. Yeah. Gotcha. So you don't <laughs> you don't follow my stereotype of the internal medicine doctors rounding for five or six hours every yeah. day. That's not that's well. That's... You know, no, I am I am an internal medicine nerd. <laughs> I do like to you know talk about what we talked about, then talk about what we talked about, and then ask you what you thought about what we talked about, and then <laughs> ask ID what they think about what we talked about. Oh yeah. <laughs> then I Just... tweet about it. Just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just ask you what you thought about what I tweeted about what we talked about. You love you love a good hyponatremia conversation. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Um, you know what? So you know, I, I was uh, I'm just spoiler, y'all. I was asked about my my favorite organ and least favorite organ um, of the <laughs> that's body. Right. I did see you that question. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, that maybe you may have that timed out somewhere, but I'm sorry if I uh, no, jumped fine. the gun. But please, let's get into it. <laughs> Kidney, I could tell you my favorite organ, but uh, you probably guess. Anyway, is it go is ahead. it the eyeballs? Actually, no, it's the liver. No, it, of course it's the eyeball. Come on. <laughs> well, what I will tell you is that I find the kidneys to be so disrespectful. Um, <laughs> just so disrespectful. Like uh, that is my least favorite organ. I just, um, you know, I I find them to be intimidating. I find them to be the person like mm. it's like the girl that went to your middle school that you always trying to be friends with, and mm. just when you think y'all are getting cool. Mm-hmm. She sucker punches you. Hmm. She she tells somebody something about like not to sit by you in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? And you yep. know how like the kidney has like all that little like those little loops in there. I think of that like a maze. That's me walking through the kidney trying to figure out what is going on in there. Trying to understand the the nephron, right? Dude. The nephron. And, and I know the... that there are people who love the like. I'm sure like Joe Top and all those people. They're like, <laughs> how dare she say that? But uh, but, hey, but say it. This is this is your space here. That's you can... right. Trust Joel's me. not here. You're not gonna. You're not gonna offend us. Uh, but much like mi- like middle school me, uh-huh. I want to be the kidney's friend. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I I want them to like me, but they just don't. They I think we would don't. all love to understand the kidney, but <laughs> who has the time? I I don't know. You know, it's sorry. Right, so so obviously, so kidney. Let's go the other way. What what do you love? What it, what it just just uh, fills your cup? The the organ system you just can't get enough of. The spleen? I, don't, don't say the spleen. No, no not the okay. spleen. Although the <laughs> spleens are kind of cool. Um, I like the skin. I love oh, a good, good rash. One. A I love you a love good, a good rash. Yeah, I love a good rash. And you know what? The reason I that one of the things I love about a good rash is that nobody around me loves a good rash. So mm-hmm. today in clinic, okay. true story, um, one of our um, clinical pharmacists came in and she was like, oh, you know, Somebody, there's a patient in here who has this rash. I'm seeing her about her medicines, but I was like, a rash? I love rashes. And everybody looked at me like, well, she's so weird. <laughs> so yeah. The was... dermatologists are love. You're, we're we're going to gain a lot of dermatologists as as fans of the podcast. And we're going to lose a lot of nephrologists, but I'm okay with that. I, think that's <laughs> I, I like I like medical dermatology. I like medis. Mm. I like dermatology. Dermatologic manifestations of the things the internists like to stand around and talk about for eight hours. Mm. Mm. I, I think that that's what to me makes dermatology so challenging is because like 
you can have some insignificant little thing on the skin, like a, a red bump. And then a dermatologist or someone who knows things about rashes will be like, oh, yeah, that's uh, lymphoma. Like, yep. what? How? How do you how do you know that? I think, you know, what it is, is that my my training, I'm an internist, but I'm med peds trained. So oh, I did a combined okay. internal medicine and pediatrics residency. You do not survive pediatrics unless you can get into some skin. And I That's, think that yeah, yes. the pediatrician is still in me, you know, always. Yeah. So I just I just dig a rash. That's yeah. a lot of training. Mm-hmm, med, med Medicine and peds. Where did yeah. you do that? Where did you do your residency? I did my residency in Cleveland, Ohio at Case Western Metro Health. And then after it was right after training, you you moved to and started working at Grady. Yep. I right? um, somehow, some way they thought I should be chief resident. So I did a chief year. <laughs> I still think about when they asked me to be chief and I was I thought I was in trouble. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, oh, I thought, I thought you were going to tell me I need to do my dictations. I need to, okay, sure, I'll be you. Um, but no, I, I knew when I left um, Ohio that I wanted to take care of underserved patients. Um, and I knew I wanted to teach and I knew I wanted to be in a good city. Um, yeah. So that's how I ended up where I am. And you've been there ever since. Yep. And, 20, uh, 22, 21 years. Yeah. 21 years. That's great. Yeah, that's incredible. You staring at my youthful glow like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> and, and when was it that you, because uh, I know I've, I've known you from Twitter for quite some time. You've got a, a very sizable following on Twitter. And um, when was it that you started getting into social media? And because and, I think it's, I want to get into what, what it is you do on social media, because it's very unique in medicine yeah it's beautiful um and and so when was it when did you get into that and most importantly uh what do you think of threads (laughs) oh Oh, gosh that's these are just two very loaded things um so i I will tell you like two days ago i made a i made a threads profile Uh um and if you're asking what do you mean you made a threads profile you just connected to your instagram spoiler alert i am not on instagram i'm not Mm. Um, because I know I'd like it and I don't need to like any other form of social media. Um, <laughs> so I, I do I not use, I, I'm not even on IG. Um, I'm slightly annoyed though, because, um, at Grady doctor was taken. What? So yeah. So I'm like, really? at Grady doctor, but you under- are at Grady doctor, like who, but not on IG. So there's clearly somebody out there oh, on Instagram, man. but whatever. I know. I'm um, just saying you are the OG Grady doctor. <laughs> they need to move out of the way. I guess I'm just, I, so, so fast answer on threads. Is I don't fully understand it yet. Um, you know, we'll yeah. see. Um, I, you know, my, my sort of social media origin story is that I was one of these people that was like, I don't want to be on social media. I want to interact with people in real life. So I resisted Facebook for, for many years, actually. And um, I uh, I would come home from Grady and I would be telling my husband all these things. My husband is not a doctor. Um, he uh, is, you know, he loves me, but he is not interested in every single story that I have at Grady. And he's like, you know, you need to like put these stories somewhere other than you need an pillow- outlet. Uh, yeah, we, we need another <laughs> form of pillow talk other than what happened at Grady today. <laughs> So um, I started a blog um, in 2008 or 2009. It was called Reflections of a Grady Doctor. And um, that was started because I used to like submit uh, narratives to journals 
But, you know, there are all these rules, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, we want to edit it this way, take this out, you know, and I, I like to make people talk how they talk. And, and so it would get edited down I'd have to keep it at a certain number of words. And I started blogging because I could write without rules. And because I like to write, uh, I almost thought of it like distance running, right? You know, if you want to be a distance runner, run. Um, if I want to be a better writer, write. And so uh, it was really therapeutic. And I sort of wrote about the things that I wasn't seeing and that I wish that I could have read as a trainee or as a junior faculty. And um, I, I opened a Twitter account in 2010, but I it was really just because I thought I was going to connect it somehow to my to my um, mm-hmm. blog. And um, it wasn't really until like 2018 that I began to really use Twitter. And it was because I was at a national meeting and I saw people tweeting and I saw people using it for educational purposes. And I started to kind of dabble with it and uh, eventually just kind of figured out that like, oh, this is a really interesting way to push myself cognitively because to tell a story over Twitter in little aliquots is just a really interesting exercise that feels much different than sitting down and writing a, a 1500 word essay. And you're going to reach a lot of people, right? And and it's I think it's a it's a cool way to to first of all, no one's got a, an attention span anymore. It's <laughs> right. it's you know, like right. very few people can can sit there and listen uh, to or read something for longer than a few minutes, and they all go into internal medicine. Right. Um, and, <laughs> exactly. And so, <laughs> exactly. And so and so yeah i i found you on twitter and and this the the stories that you tell just give us an i such a a vibrant uh, idea of what it's like where you work and the patients that you take care of and, and yeah your... you really capture the humanity behind all of the interactions and behind each patient and so i, I think it would be can you just tell us a little bit about grady because it seems like i mean i it's almost like a character and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just relate yeah. things to my stupid, you know, characters uh-huh. no, on, no. on my thing, but, but Grady, the way you talk about it, it's almost like it's its own life form in a way. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I, I take no offense to you saying that because um, one of my favorite essays that I ever wrote for a journal um, was called if these walls could talk. And it was um, I think it was in JAMA and it was written in the first person as Grady as a person. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And it was, wow. it was me speaking to, to a person who had, you know, who had come to, who had come to me, um, in, at her lowest time when she needed help and, and how we received her, even though she didn't have insurance and then how she got back on her feet and, 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 and now kind of, do you remember me? Like I was here for you. Um, and I do think of Grady that way. I, I I sort of really began writing about Grady because I think when people think of safety net hospitals, especially, you know, the the legendary ones like Grady Hospital and Bellevue, you know, and Cook County and those places, they have this idea of gunshots, people who are experiencing homelessness, immigrants, um, you know, people who are, you know, experiencing some sort of addiction um, and all of these things. Um, but but it really is some of the most beautiful aspects of humanity. And to me, one of the most beautiful aspects of humanity is resilience. And, and to see that uh, is all awesome. And then Grady is uniquely special because it is smack in the middle of where the civil rights movement was happening. 
We are like two blocks away from Ebenezer Baptist Church where Martin Luther King preached. And a lot of our patients are seniors who were here, who remember Grady as a segregated hospital. It's built in the form of an H. One side was for white patients. One side was for black patients. One side had clean sheets, air conditioning, good food. And one side had, you know, windows open, flies, you know, used laundry, all kinds of things. And our, we have patients who lived to see that. And they're here. And those folks, um, they, they, they come back to Grady over and over again because they love her too. And so, I, you know, when I, when I come to Grady every day, it, it is just such an incredible privilege to me that I get to be a person, a Black woman who is a descendant of human beings who survived being enslaved. And I am, I am caring for patients who share that identity with me, the majority of whom do, or, or who, who would be turned away if they tried to go somewhere else. And I get to meet those individuals and be like, what's up? How you doing? Tell me about your mama now. Um, <laughs> and then um, find out where, where, what we have in common, see where we intersect. And always, if you hang out with anybody long enough, you're going to find a place where you overlap. Always. And so that's what I love about Grady. It is, it is, it is the very, very best, I think, of, of what we could learn from human beings. That's so cool. In a lot of ways, it also seems just like a kind of a, one of the, pure forms of practicing medicine, right? You're, you're, you talk a lot about, um, just about listening. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed that's a, a, a common refrain in, in some of your stories is, is that as medicine gets more complicated, as healthcare gets more complicated, as we have these things pulling our attention in different directions, you talk a lot about, about just, you know, listening and having patients who recognize when you're actually listening yeah. to a, to a patient. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, um, so as you've seen on Twitter, a lot of times when I tell a story, I, I just, you know, show what each person is saying. And sometimes what I'm doing in the conversation is just listening, you know, and, and I realized that there was a, it was hard to convey that. So I just started putting me colon listening, um, and, <laughs> you know, and, um, I think that was like trial and error, right? Cause I'm, I'm still a human being. I'm a doctor and, you know, doctors notoriously interrupt people. Um, we show up with what we think, um, we want to do. Right. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. We let you say what you have to say, but let me get on to, to my agenda real quick. And, you know, one of my favorite experiences and learning uh, moments at Grady was a day that I came in, uh, to see this patient who was on my hospital service team. And uh, she needed an echocardiogram and I had, uh, you know, finished up rounds and was in the afternoon and ran into one of my interns who said, oh, you know, Ms. J didn't get her echocardiogram. She refused it. And I was like, what? We need that. So I was like, I'm cool with her. I'm gonna go talk to her. I'm like, well, hey, Ms. J, what's up? Why you didn't get, why didn't you get your, your echocardiogram? She's like, I told you. I wasn't getting that test. I'm just like, it's not even an invasive test. You need it. I need to be able to see how your heart is pumping and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's like, this was busting my groove. Like I needed this lady to get this test. And she looks at me and she said, you know, I told you I already had that test. I was like, no, you didn't. And she said, yes, I did. But you were doing that thing doctors do where they look at you and they act like they're really listening to you. But what they're doing is just thinking about what they want to say next. And mm -hmm. I told you I had that test. And that it, it was at one of the hospitals where you could connect to their hospital record and check and see. Um, but I wasn't doing that test again. I didn't want that cold stuff on my chest again. I didn't want to lift my shirt up. I didn't want to do that. 
And that was her way of telling me she didn't care if it was invasive. To her, it was it was noxious and she didn't want to do it again. And right in her room, I opened up the chart and went over to Care Everywhere. And boom, right there, two and a half weeks ago, was her echocardiogram that she told me she had, but I wasn't listening. And and the and the lesson that yeah. she told me is she said, look, talk when it's your time to talk and listen when it's your time to listen. But you but you can't do both like at the same time. <laughs> right. <I was> like, <laughs> so that's that's yeah. so good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I that's always a pet peeve of mine because I'm not in medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can always tell. I don't know if it's because I know what's from being married to someone in medicine, if I just kind of know what's going on. You always tell when I'm not listening. Oh, God, (laughs) always. Uh, But I can always tell when they're in a hurry and I can tell they have another patient to get to or they need to go, you know, that they they are done with me Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. problems. And, you know, I might have other questions or I might have some concerns or to me, this is like really big news, but to them, it's just a routine day and, you know, and they've got one hand on the doorknob and just, you know, all the nonverbals are saying, please shut up and get out of my office, you know, even if the face and the words are nice. So I love that. I love that she felt comfortable enough to share that with you. And, and that's, that's a, a, it's a beauty of Grady. They'll tell you what they think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good environment to be in for sure. Especially for, for your brand new interns. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, not having your hand on the door, that kind of thing. Like that, that's, that's a thing that we're all taught in med school. At least we should be, you know, like how to, you know, using open-ended questions and, and using, um, uh, silence, using mm-hmm. silence. And it's okay to just be sitting, sitting there in silence for a while, yeah. um, embracing that something we're all taught, but then at some point during our career, we just, the pressures of, of the we, we, every day kind of make it where you have to go so fast that you just can't yeah. get in, get out. Yeah, I mean, it's like systems issues, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you know, we are we we are sort of called into a profession that's that's altruistic, and we're serving leaders, and we want to serve everybody, and we want everybody to be happy, and we're trying to do all the things, um, but you know, you can only do so much. And I and I have just sort of learned that. Uh, sometimes me taking a little more time listening to what you have to say is going to save me some some time on the back end. It's going to help me make the discharge easier. It's going to help me know, um, you know, what's upsetting you, what's wrong with you. Um, and also, I think one of the other things is me realizing that I can empower other people to do parts of this too, right? So if I have a team and I sit you down at the beginning of the month and I say the most important thing is for the patients to know what is going on and what we talked about. So when I walk in the room, I'm going to say, what were you told? And the patient should be able to tell me if they can't, that means you need to spend more time doing that. Um, and that empowers everybody, the medical students, the, the you know, whoever's on the team um, to be able to talk to the patient and, and hear what their concerns are. And it lets every person do the role that they they're supposed to be doing. And I have to kind of double back all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you um do you encourage your trainees your the the med, the, the 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 team of med students and residents working with you uh, to get on social media? What are your what are your thoughts? What do you what do you tell them? Because they all I'm sure know about your social media presence. Yeah. Is that something that you would encourage other people to do? I think it depends on your personality. Um, you know, I'm a sharer, um, and if you're not yeah. a sharer, uh, then then you probably shouldn't, you know? Um, so like I'm married to someone who is very private. 
Um, I mean, I barely can get my husband to take pictures with me, you know, um, and I honor that, you know, he's okay with me acknowledging that I have a husband and saying things about him sometimes, but, you know, I don't always put him out on social media the same way. And I, and I think that if I walk somewhere in a conference and somebody walks up to me and they're like, Hey, you're Grady doctor. Um, if you, if you don't want that to ever happen to you, or you don't, you know, want that sort of vulnerable piece of people knowing a little bit about you, that's probably not a good space for you. However, I do believe that there are lots of ways to meaningfully use social media. Um, I think, you know, that, you know, you can be what I call a Twitter mitten faster, where you get on Twitter <laughs> and you Twitter say a little something <laughs> during a conference and then you just go quiet again. You can be just a voyeur. You know, you can just be somebody who consumes stuff, but you don't create content. Yeah. Um, some of us really enjoy being content creators. Um, I know you enjoy being a content creator. I enjoy being a content creator. I have a love-hate re- love, <laughs> relationship with being a content creator. Your content is your content is so good though it's so good yeah it's but sometimes it's okay. it, sometimes it feels like a chore sometimes it feels like a job you know whenever you like create content and in whatever form it is i feel like there's like a part of you that starts to think that everyone's waiting on you to post your next thing like you have to like and sometimes you have to like fight against that like no people are living their lives they don't really care. You know, they like seeing what you have to say, but, but they have their own thing going on. And so it's okay. If you want to do what you say to be a, what'd you say? Twitter, 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 mint and faster. Twitter, yeah, mint Twitter faster. Mint faster. Yeah, I, I love mean, I'm that. sure I love there are a lot that. of us who are like troubled right now, you know, depending on what your values are and everything. I mean, I, I, I am a openly will tell people I'm a little on a struggle bus right now with Twitter. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what is right right now with this. I do know that it's a place where I can reach a lot of people. And I do think some of the messages that we share, they make people think in ways they didn't think before um, and in uniquely special ways. But, but then there's a part of me that I'll be about to tell a story and I'll be like, well, wait a minute, do you get to have this story of mine? I don't know. Maybe I should put this somewhere else, you know? So it's a, it's a tough space, but, but I feel you. I do feel you um, on, on that, on that. It is. Twitter's it, it's 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 tough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's I mean I don't know. I'm sad about it because it used to be such a at least our little corner of it in med Twitter, yeah, you know, it was, was fun. fun and positive overall <laughs> and you know, I mean it's not perfect or anything, but it's less positive than it was. It's, yeah. I don't even see med Twitter anymore even though that's all I follow. You know, it's just become a whole different app not, not yet and, and not to sad. get too into the weeds on why but uh there's a clear change whenever yeah. management switched hands that's yeah yeah i get, I get so, some comments sometimes i'm like wow that really went through okay that went yeah. <laughs> oh you know what yeah. we have something in common what's that? um it, it's actually like it, it's not a like a happy thing in common but I, i'm gonna still tell you um, it's not bad but but i should tell you um yeah so one of the things i loved um um, about your your commencement address that you the commencement addresses that you gave, but also things that you've shared. Um, I think your your viewers and listeners know a lot about the fact that you experienced a cardiac arrest. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, dang! Thanks for making it hard on the other I wives. Did. You know, you just <laughs> I'm like, damn! I need to do better as a wife. But um, look, we had but, just gotten a mortgage and we have two kids. I wasn't letting him go that easy. <laughs> Right. Well, you know what? I, I have um, my older sister in 2012. 
had a sudden cardiac death and, and passed. And, you know, she lived alone. She lived alone. And I love the messaging that you've had around like, hey, getting people to, you know, know how to do CPR, know what to do if something happens. Um, and, you know, I, I don't I, I wasn't there. So I don't you know, and it's been some time. My sister was super awesome. Um, but I, I do love that you all chose to be vulnerable and share that because truth is that this is like one of those things, like how you, when you asked about what do I say to people about being on social media? I think it works really well when you agree to be vulnerable to some degree. If you don't want to be vulnerable yeah. at all, it probably doesn't work that well. It probably will seem a little phony. So right. totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not for, and, and there, there are certain aspects of my own medical um, experiences and healthcare that, that I don't share, you know, it's not yeah. like I share all of it, but yeah. Uh, we'd certainly share what we feel comfortable doing and, and, and it, where it, has, it feels like maybe we could help, you know, make a difference in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think you did. I, I, I really think you did. I think I, like, I think I think to myself like, okay, so now what would I do if, you know, cause I, I think that people don't really think about that. You freeze. Mm -hmm. And um, hearing that, that story, I think, I think you impacted a lot of people. So I appreciate you sharing that. Well, thank you. And you said your husband's not in medicine. Is that right? <laughs> oh no, is, he is, is not does, in medicine. Is he is he CPR uh, certified? <laughs> you know what? He has been CPR certified before. He's an Army veteran, um, oh, okay. so right. he can. He's you got know. It covered. Yeah. He's got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah he can you know, do a lot of things. Before we take a break, I wanted to just touch on one other thing, which mm -hmm. with your penchant for storytelling, mm -hmm. how does that translate into education? For you, because you are up, I mean, the the list of like teaching awards you've received is is impressive. And even uh, just you know hearing you talk, I've listened to your podcast and yeah, talking yeah. to you right now. It's just very clear that you are an educator <laughs> and a storyteller. And so, does this does it translate into I say real life? Like social media is not real life, but mm -hmm. but does it translate into your day to day interactions, like with the with your train with the trainees and students? I, I think so, you know, um, because I think that everything is about relationships. Like, I don't care what it is, whether you want to be a good partner, whether you want to be a good doctor, whether you want to be good in your community or whatever. It's, it's really about relationships. And I think the stories um, kind of stick to people in ways that just facts don't. Right. Um, so if if I'm trying to tell you that, um, you know, like today, speaking of disrespectful kidneys, if I'm talking to somebody today about how their creatinine or their kidney function number is elevated, uh, I can just tell you what the value is and what the, you know, this is the point where you should go to nephrology and this is what level your chronic kidney disease is. Or I can talk to you about how this, what this would mean to your day-to-day -day life and how you know, you told me you get ready to go to your family reunion. And if you go to your family reunion, you can't go to your family reunion as you would like to if you are on, you know, dialysis for three hours. And let me tell you a story about somebody I know mm. who, you know, and so, so I, I'll do that with patients. I'll do that, you know, with, with all kinds of people, because I find that it, it, it shows in a way that is, is different than just telling. Um, right. And I come from a family of storytellers, you know, my late father, like mm -hmm. had 500 million stories every day. And um, yeah, I just find that it's a, a good way to make things 
stick and um, make them unforgettable. So whenever the when I'm on call and emergency medicine doctors <laughs> they page me about you know glaucoma or something, then I'll just tell them a story to you help them, them learn a little bit about glaucoma at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you should. You do should that. Do I that think they'd appreciate Please. that, right? Don't you, yeah, think you should so? tell. You should. You should tell them a story about um, what are those things? Scotomata. <laughs> sc sc scotoma. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, did I, say it wrong? I think we just say scotomas. Scotoma dot Stoke. I don't know. I'm not sure who I believe because you're the ophthalmologist, but she's smarter than you, so I'm not sure who to believe here. But you know what? You know what? Though I'm gonna feel so smart if I'm right, and I am a I'm a middle child. I'm a middle child, and it's taking everything in my soul not to Google this right now. But I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. You can tell me later. Our producers can do it for you. You know, you know, middle children will try to will try to one up you real fast. Wait, wait, let me look at that up. We're both. Middle children, middle children too children so this here. could go real bad that's right we could be yeah. here forever all right well i i think also we've established you got you got pretty good ophthalmology chops yeah. uh, just oh, you know well, i can tell you. yeah <clears throat> thank you got, you, you got a, you got a pretty good eye exam going on what do you think um so you know what can you handle an ophthalmoscope Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you the best thing you can do with an ophthalmoscope if you're an internist. Now, I know some people are going to get upset when I say this. Don't say check reflexes. No. no oh, yeah. <laughs> they are. It is heavy, though. <laughs> it is. A, you can get a good reflex. No, you need to you need to know when you need to call ophthalmology. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? They should put I mean, that into yes. the ophthalmoscope just like a That's, phone no, function. Because, like, That's because, because it's just like straight up like the whole nerd thing on how you master something, right? Like mm -hmm. like people just ophthalmologists are the ones who got the ten thousand plus reps in. We don't have those reps in. And if you don't have the reps in, you're gonna look and you're gonna think you see something and you're gonna start trying to flex, but you're not sure. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't I would rather you come over here and laugh at me and say, Girl, there ain't no papilledema. Um, <laughs> then then for me to be like, that's not pap uh, you know, and our yeah, ophthalmology yeah. folks, they are the they like I'm not trying to gas your head up either. Our ophthalmology people at Grady Hospital are some of the coolest most easy going it's probably because y'all go home and be chilling but yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah we come but home are... and make podcasts and, and record no, ourselves you know alone what? in our bedroom fun, fun fact the busiest clinic in all of grady hospital is Otho. Hmm. oh is that right yeah it, it is it is off the chain yeah <laughs> well let's take a quick break and we'll come back with dr manning Hey, Chris, you know what this is? Stethoscope. Uh, yeah, it's not just any stethoscope. It's the Echo Core 500 digital stethoscope with three-lead ECG. That's pretty they, fancy. I didn't even know they could do that. They've combined no. the ECG, the little yeah. tracing thing. The danger squiggles. Yeah, the danger into a stethoscope. And, That's and, pretty handy. And it's, it's also got 40 times noise amplification, noise cancellation, and also a fancy little uh, uh, display right oh, here. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so cool. And so, uh, honestly, if I had something like this in med school, like I would not have uh, been yelled at by as many cardiologists mm, as that I That would was. have been nice. Yeah, it would have mm -hmm. been really nice. Uh, we have a special offer for our U.S. listeners. Visit echohealth.com slash KKH and use code NOC50 to experience Echo's Core 500 digital stethoscope technology. That's E-K-O Health slash KKH and use NOC50 to get a 75-day risk-free trial and free case and free shipping with this exclusive offer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. This is AI-powered ambient technology that really helps to improve the patient-physician relationship, which is something I'm sure that you would probably want, right? Oh, yes, definitely. To learn more about how DAX can help reduce burnout and restore the joy of practicing medicine, stick around after the episode or visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X. All right, we are back with uh, Dr. Manning. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that, well, we've established we're all middle children. And so um, <laughs> we're actually going to uh, have a little competition here. Ooh, Kristen's okay. going to explain to us what we're going to be doing. Yes. I got to grab my papers here. Okay, so we play this a little game in... Uh, in our car on road trips with our two kids where, you know, you go through the alphabet and you say, you know, you got to find, we pick animals usually, right? Where you have okay. to pick an animal that starts with okay. A, then the next person picks one that starts with B. So we're okay. going to do like a variation of that. We're going to do okay. not necessarily in order, right? It doesn't have to go A, B, C, D. I'm going to okay. throw out some letters one at a time. And then you guys are going to race to name an anatomic An anatomic, structure. yeah, structure. Oh gosh. With that letter. So if you say E, we wait, wait, can it be patho pathologic? It can be <laughs> anything in the human anatomy. It's okay. it's gonna have to be a noun, yeah. I guess. Okay. This game okay. is called A is for anatomy. So it's gotta be okay. anatomical. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got it? I think yes. I got it. Yes. Now, I'm, now, I'm, having, everybody... I'm having my middle child palpitations because I'm okay. so <laughs> Now, everybody, keep in mind, though, I, I have a very narrow scope of practice. Yeah. And you're so, going to know way more than so he is. So let's just, uh, you know, I'm really <laughs> digging deep into my hippocampus on this on this one here. So, okay. Uh, here we go. I didn't right. even say H. Uh, well, f uh, there we go. Dude, you can't uh, use we're that. ready. I <laughs> I'll stop talking now. All right. All right. Let's let's do this. Okay. <clears throat> G. Um, Ganglion cyst. Oh, oh. I was about to say gray matter. Oh, okay. But she beat me. Okay. Yeah, she did. She wins. That's one for... What about Golgi body? Is that an anatomical structure? I mean, technically, it's in it's all of all our cells. It's all the way inside yeah. of like, the right? cell, yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Golgi body. It's like... Wow, look at that. Biology 101. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, N. Nose. Uh, no. Oh, well, of course, nose. <laughs> All right, I'm keeping. I'm keeping score here. You have to make it here. more complicated. Oh, you're keeping score. Oh, good. I'm, I'm keeping score. Of course, okay, I'm keeping score. I should score. probably keep track of which letters I've called out. I, I got it down. I got it. Okay. Um. Let's go. Let's see. R. Uh, um, Retina. Ret. Oh. oh God, she's so fast. God. That's embarrassing. That is for you. very embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, you 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 were you were like <sighs> a. You were like a clue. I was I was I was almost there. All right. <laughs> I'm not... should be the tip of your tongue. Well, you know, she's worked all day. I haven't worked all day. And so like she's already in uh -huh. medicine minds. I'm I'm just making mm -hmm. excuses here. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. E. Esophagus. What? Oh, okay. Okay, very I good. I mean, sure, but I threw that to you as a softball for I. Oh. <laughs> I. I I like that. I like that you said esophagus. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's trying good. to think outside the box. There here. you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um J. J. Junum. J. Oh, Ooh. what was, was oh, <laughs> so close. 
I heard the two J's coming out of your mouth when I couldn't no, get to rest. I couldn't get it. I mean, ugh, all right. Okay. Um, oh. Um. Um. Oral cavity? Oh. Oh. Um. Omentum. Ophthalmic nerve. Omentum. <laughs> oh. What is omentum? Omentum. Yeah. Omentum. No, you, that's you, a thing. What is yeah, it? That's... It's like a it's like a fat curtain in your abdomen. Oh. That is a very good description of it too. <laughs> that, I like that. Is that right? It is a, a it fat is like curtain. a fat curtain in your abdomen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say ovary. Oh, ovary, that would have oh. been good too. Oh, okay. Ovary. Well. Ovary. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. funny the difference that I'm thinking of stuff versus you guys. Like you guys are all thinking of like the obscure stuff. I know yes. we're like skipping yeah. over the like obvious deep things. In it. All right, I'm still okay. losing. I thought you were going to be here. like oculomotor nerve or something. Yeah, that would have been another one that you should have known. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your head in the game. Seriously. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. not. <laughs> K. K? K knee. K. Oh, knee. Yeah. Oh, nice. See, there mm. I was predicting yeah, kidney, but easy. nobody. I <laughs> that the was another... are... We're mad at the kidneys. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. S. Spleen. There we go. God, spleen. I was gonna say I scotoma. Feel, uh, I was gonna say scotomata. Scoto- but... scotoma. Oh yes. <laughs> it's a blind Sco- it's a blind spot, by the way. It's a oh, blind spot. Is it? Yeah, it's just a name for a blind spot. Any kind of blind Any spot? Any kind of blind spot. Not like where the where the nerve goes kind out of, of the eye. That is a type of blind spot. That's your physiologic blind spot. But you oh, can have really? a blind spot anywhere in your visual field that's called a scotoma. Oh, okay. oh really? Is that, is that for real? I just thought mm-hmm. it was those little like spots after you like squeeze your eyes really tight and they like. Oh, yeah. The little no. flashies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have been right that, now years we'll old and I learned, that. learned your <laughs> definition. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. <laughs> People, I think think you're, I think... People think we're smart, and they're like, yeah, no, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> we're smart in very specific yeah. ways. That's the thing. That's Within right. a, a context. All right, I'm I trying like to it. come back like here. It. It's, fi- it's five to three. All okay. right. Let's okay. do just a few more. Let's see if I can. Uh, okay. P. Um, 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 pterygoid P. fossa. Whoa. <laughs> I was just going to say penis. <laughs> but that works, too. <laughs> God, what a nerd! Who says pterygoid fossa? Oh my God! Well, I I uh, went to the dentist a few weeks ago. You're such a I, doctor. And I asked the question like, "So, are you going to? Where is that block?" He's like, "Could you, lady? Could you just open your mouth and be?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking questions there. like, "How do you like manage to get all this?" He's like, "Listen, lady." Is that the type of patient you are now? You're, as a physician, you're 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 always you're wanting to know everything. Not really. Are you always asking to... questions? Not when it comes to me. When it comes to my loved ones, I got all. I'm I'm the oh, like. Oh, you know what? Gotcha. I, I would be like a really like one of a, a good like one of your videos like as the 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 loved one on the side with the steno pad who's like and your name is like I'm I'm that person mm-hmm. when it came That's... when it comes to my family. Yeah. As for you've my, already as for my own. Yeah, as for my own. You've health, already whatever. you've already given me <laughs> yeah. some some skit ideas <laughs> oh, about, good. about I can't about... wait. About your hate for the kidneys, but you know, that's <laughs> they're disrespectful. Figure that out later. The, dis- <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the disrespectful kidneys, I've written yeah. down that phrase. Okay, I'm gonna give you a hard one. Ready? Okay, I'm not even sure if there is an answer to this one. X, xanthoma. Process. Oh, oh, two okay. answers. Xanthoma's good too. What's the process? Was really good. Xiphoid, yeah, you know what the xiphoid is? It's like the bottom of your sternum. 
That was really oh, good. That, that, soft, that little soft spot yeah. right there. Uh-huh. Okay, That's so like, as a as a true like gunner middle child, let me ask you this question. Did you think in your head about what your ex answer would be in advance? I did not. Or, oh, I did. Was I supposed to? <laughs> you did. <laughs> I you? was like, and if she asks me ex, I'm going to say Santoma. <laughs> See, that's why. Yeah. That's, that's Man, that's so that sad. is that's that's Ooh, next that's level sad. there. I know, uh, next level. Yeah. You got you, you've got some issues. That's that's I all do. I'm saying. I do, I do, and you know what? I mean, you, it, must, you must have done very well on your step one exam. All right. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's not true. <laughs> but, <okay. laughs> but, but let's I'm, say but I'm it. I will. I will say if we both took that test right now, you'd probably have a better chance of passing it than I would. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it let's All do right. a two more two i, I okay. I'm, I'm i'm too behind so i i've gotta i've gotta see if i can catch up here okay <sighs> let's go <laughs> all right b brain bone ah brain nice <laughs> brain bone all right she won that one she just thinks faster than me. Okay. Yeah, that's because she's just, smarter. Which is ironic, I, I, I didn't she, think of she, that one in advance. X is the only one I thought of in advance. I mean, there's no she way. thinks faster than me, even though she rounds like six times longer than I do. Okay. All right. What well, last one? Okay. We gotta go on on a high note here. Last one. T. Tongue. Uh, tongue. Very tongue. good. See. I, Simple. I thought. Throwing it to you, a soft one, you know, and you first, never get them. The first thing that flew into my mind was Tyrannosaurus Rex. I don't, I don't like <laughs> what I, the the kids. They're just it's this game. It's it's just kind of messing with my head. Tyrannosaurus Rex before testicles, even given your medical history. I don't have any. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that part of the story. That's right. Yeah, they're in a jar somewhere. Are they? You think? I don't know what they do with them. I don't know. They're not on that they, shelf behind you. Please they're don't. not. Know. They're not on our shelf. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Um, all right, let's take one more break, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap things up uh, with Dr. Manning. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Conference season's coming up. It's true. You know what that means? Lots of presentations. It's a lot of work, right? You're, we're making presentations. We're writing emails back and forth, mm-hmm. proposals, Port. all this stuff. Yeah. But you know what really helps? What's that? Grammarly. Yeah. It's a it lifesaver. Does. It helps with all kinds of writing. Yeah. I'm not have to tell you. You've been using it for a long time, right? Yeah. I've used Grammarly for several years in different jobs, different fields, all kinds of writing. It really, it helps you be more concise with your writing. And mm-hmm. with email, it helps you find the right tone of your email. Yes. That can be so helpful because, you know, there's this whole like <laughs> unspoken language that's happening like, in email and Grammarly helps you get it just right. Sometimes I need help you finding do. the right tone really with my do. email. And in fact, 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Yes. That's huge. That's amazing. It's really Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI. AI is in the news. You find AI mm-hmm. for everything now. But they've but, been doing it for years. Yeah. And they know how to do it. They've got lots of experience doing this. To make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly, sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, we are back after I just got spanked in this uh, game we just played. Um, this is embarrassing. It Couldn't should be come up with the word spanked. I. Um, all right, 
I have to do some soul searching after that one. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's. Uh, I want to read uh, one of the stories sent by our listeners. So we have a story today from Lindsay. Lindsay actually just listened to um, one of our podcasts recently where we talked about um, the smoking baby. I don't even remember exactly oh, yes, what that was. I about. remember that it was um, people were speaking Spanish. Oh, someone okay. who wasn't a native Spanish speaker. Okay, was well, we have to... we have a similar yeah. story. So yeah. let's let's read those. I bet this is going to be good. Then. Okay. All right. It says my wife. Uh, so Lindsay says my wife and I are in vet med, and she used to work in a low cost spay and neuter clinic. They had a lot of Spanish speaking clients, but at the time, none of the staff spoke Spanish. Spanish speaking clients. I think that's not the the, the, the humans. The humans who own the animals. I have to assume. Uh, the not very patient veterinarian was trying to communicate that the cat had a fever, but kept telling the clients that El Gato es Fuego. Oh, gosh. Do you know what that means? Yes. You know Spanish. Well, I cat, used the, to. Some the of cat it. is hot. Fire. The cat's the cat on fire. Fire. Oh, no. <laughs> Instead oh, no. of trying to work through the client's obvious distress and confusion, <laughs> she just kept repeating the same <laughs> phrase more slowly and more loudly. Oh, no. Thankfully, some of the other people stepped in to translate for the poor person who thought their cat was indeed on fire. <laughs> hey, that worked out. That's actually a good uh, good thing with the conversation we had earlier about, you know, listening. And, That's right. And, and paying attention and all the things. Uh, um, this seems to be a common problem, though. People do not know how to tell someone that something has a fever in Spanish. Well, you know what? I think just translation in general is that we could have a whole podcast episode just about the issues surrounding translation oh and uh. in-person translation versus video translation or just like mm. having translation, period, mm -hmm. for patients and the health mm -hmm. effects and outcomes surrounding translation. Uh, yeah. And so um, if you're an expert in that, then, then let us know. Yeah, We'd love to have you on. <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I'm sure you yes. can attest to our, our interpreters at Grady are amazing. And they yeah. they have really taught me a lot about how to how to yes. let them melt, melt away and, and interact with the patient. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for your story about the cat who was not actually on fire. Send us your stories, <laughs> knock knock high at human content.com. Dr. Manning, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, uh, though, we want to talk about your podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Um, uh, thank you for allowing a shameless plug. Uh, so, oh, it's not shameless. Uh, we want to, people shameless. want to, people are going to want to hear you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> Everyone stop um, listening to this podcast and go no, listen to no, hers. No. <laughs> no, it's called the human doctor podcast. Um, it is, uh, my co-host is Dr. Ashley McMullen. And, um, back in like 2019, I met Ashley when I was doing a visiting professorship out at UCSF and she was just one of the people on my meeting list. And, we just got on really well. And then we had an opportunity to work with Emily Silverman on um, a special series for the Nocturnist called Black Voices. And we realized when we were working on that together, we're like, you know what? <laughs> we should just we should just make a podcast where we talk to each other because our conversations are hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so um, but but in all seriousness, the, the podcast is really. Um, a space for us to welcome people into conversations that they usually wouldn't hear. Um, you know, we're, we're both black women. Um, I'm older than her. And um, but still are the way we navigate through medicine. There are sometimes these conversations that people don't really get to 
know what it's like to be a, a person from a historically excluded group in a space that wasn't built for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we created the, 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 the podcast that we wanted to hear. Uh, and I say that kind of a lot because um, one of my favorite authors, uh, Toni Morrison, wrote her first book because she said it was the book she wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And I try, if I'm going to make a talk, if I'm going to write a story, if I'm going to really do anything creative, I try to create what I would want to consume. Um, or what I would need to consume. So the premise of the show is that we come on, we talk a little bit to each other, just a little bit of banter, and then one of us tells the other a story. And um, it centers usually on the what. So we ask each other, what's the what? And the what is a word. And then you tell the story and then the other person reacts to it. And we we are just not organized enough to have had a whole game plan. So literally, we get on Zoom, we hit record, and I have no idea the story she's going to tell me. And she has no idea the story I'm going to tell her. And the reaction is totally real. And Ashley is the person who does the editing for us. So our favorite joke on the podcast all the time is, yeah, if we had show notes, this would be in the show notes. <laughs> but here recently, we actually just had a, a resident physician who heard our podcast, heard us say that too many times, volunteer to make show notes for us. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, okay. But look, if you want an ICU month, you ain't got to do it, girl, because we <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but it's, well, it's a, fun. It's therapeutic. Yeah. It's good. I That's love great. that, too. Like, just that representation is so important, you know, to have two black women in medicine in your ears telling stories about, you know, life and medicine and all of that stuff. That's so yeah, important. And then, and and then relax as, your, as yourselves, because I think the thing that I, it took me a long time to figure out is that people just want you to be yourself. And, you know, I definitely spent many years code switching. I would come to work. I would become a whole different person, talk a different way, act a different way. Then I would go home. And as soon as I was around people who looked like me, I would relax and be myself. And that takes up a lot of emotional and cognitive energy. And hopefully we will permit people, whoever they are, you know, not just black women, but whoever you are, to just do you if you're a nerd if you, you know, secretly really love country music on the side, but don't nobody know you do. Um, <laughs> if if you are really happy that you got tickets to see James Taylor, <laughs> like, you know, um, <laughs> maybe I'm talking about myself, but, you know, these are, these are things we want people to be able to just be their whole selves so that we can spend our the rest of our cognitive energy on learning about the disrespectful kidneys. That's, That's great. Right. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> On that note, on that note, we should <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us. And then you can we can find uh, uh, Dr. Kimberly Manning on Twitter at Grady Doctor. Uh, definitely yep. check her out on social media. Uh, thank you again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, I enjoyed y'all. Well, that was a fun, fun conversation. So fun. She is. So much fun to talk to and so smart and just has such a beautiful way with words. I could just do it all day. Yeah, it's like, you know, some people you just, I would have loved to have her as my attending. You oh, can just like, yeah. you just Those tell, lucky like, interns. you know, because, because internal medicine for me was just, <laughs> yeah, you're not a painful, <laughs> but if I had a, an attending like Dr. Manning, like it, it would have, it would have been better i still i still would have gotten into ophthalmology let's be honest but 
it, it would have been much better. So um, I, I just I appreciate people that really embrace education, especially the yeah. next generation of doctors that are coming on. And you can tell right away who those people are. Oh, you yeah. Know, they when really you're interacting love it. They with really them. Enjoy yeah, it, and for they, sure. they make such a big difference. And uh, thank you also for the, the that cat on fire story. We love you know. Let's let's get more of those. Uh, maybe not cat on fire stories, uh, but just no one any light stories. your cats on fire. Just yeah. to send a story in. So please. if you have story ideas or guest ideas, let us know. You can hit us up in a lot of different ways. You can email us knockknockhi at human-content.com. We're on all the social media networks as well. Dr. Glockenflug and Lady Glockenflug and just search for us. There's some impersonators though. Watch out that you're getting the right ones. Yeah, you can find on our website which ones are the right ones. Exactly. That's glockenflugin.com. You can also hang out with us at our in our Human Content Podcast family on Instagram and TikTok at Human Content Pods. Thanks to all the wonderful listeners leaving feedback, not just any feedback, like the good kind of feedback <laughs> and awesome reviews, like great, really top notch feedback. That's what we're looking for. Um, if you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, we can give you a shout out like Bowshaft 2013 on YouTube said in regards to our Scooby-Doo bonus mm-hmm. episode. Yes, we where we interviewed our eight year old. That's right. Uh, Boshaft2013 said, as someone hoping to pursue a career in pediatrics, I love the term kittyologist. Thank you, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes. That's what she calls your pediatrician. That's what she calls the pediatrician, the kittyologist. Full episodes are, of this podcast are up every week on my YouTube channel at dglockenflecken. We also have a Patreon. Lots of cool perks, bonus episodes, where we react to fun medical shows and movies, hang out with other members of the Knock Knock High community. We're there. We're interacting with you. Early ad-free episode access, interactive Q&A live stream events, and much more. Patreon.com slash Glockenblacken or go to Glockenblacken.com. Speaking of Patreon community perks, new members shout out to Marcus K and Tarika M. Welcome. Welcome. Shout out uh, virtual Jonathan Headnod to all the Jonathans, as always. Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Stephen G, Ross Box, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Granddaddy. Caitlin C, Brianna L, Dr. J, Chaver W, Jonathan A, Leah D, KL, Rachel L, and P, and Derek N. That's a lot of Jonathans. Patreon roulette. Random shout out to somebody on the emergency medicine tier. So shout out to Blake B for being a patron. Thank you, Blake. Thank you. And thanks to all of you. Thank you for listening. We're your hosts, Will and Kristen Flannery, also known as the Glockenflecken. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. Kimberly Manning. Our executive producers are Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corney, Rob Goldman, and Shanti Brooke. Editor and engineer is Jason Portiza. Our music is by Omer Binsvi. To learn about our Knock Knock Highs program disclaimer, nothing's policy, submission verification, and licensing terms, and HIPAA release terms, you can go to glockandflagon.com or reach out to us at knockknockhigh at human-content.com with stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you want to tell us. <laughs> just just tell us. Just tell, tell it to us. All right? Knock Knock High is a human content production. Goodbye. Hey, Kristen, let me tell you about Dax. Who's Dax? Yeah, Dax is a nuanced dragon ambient experience. They call it Dax. 
like kind of like the Cute. name. It's AI powered ambient technology. It sits in the exam room with you and does so much. Uh, most importantly, I think it helps the patient physician relationship. How so? Well, it's have you ever been in the room with your doctor and felt like they were more focused on the the medical record system versus you? Yeah, like if I'm talking and they're looking at the screen and typing instead of looking yeah, at me. Yeah, we just have so much to do, so much documentation right. that it just makes our attentions pulled in different ways. But DAX, it captures all the relevant information and helps with your administrative burden and and just allows us to talk with each other. I like that. Yeah. To learn more about the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience or DAX, visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X.